guys, welcome back to the show. It's good to be with you this week. Uh, this week, I have a really fun conversation with um, Johnny Mack from the Soulful Hunter podcast. Um, he's an awesome dude. He lives out on the West Coast. He also has a show on Carbon TV called Soul Seekers. And his whole thing is conservation through mentorship and bringing new hunters in. He's an adult onset hunter. Uh, which means, you know, he started hunting as an adult. So he's kind of got a unique perspective on hunting uh, compared to some of us that have been, you know, kind of doing it since we were kids. And um, just a really passionate, well-spoken, um, fun-to-talk-to guy. So we have a great conversation. We get pretty deep into spirituality in this one. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's really good, really uh, deep conversation. But I think you guys will enjoy it. We also talk about hunting, of course and uh, what his journey has been like in the outdoors. And, um, you know, uh, right away the verse that came to mind when I was thinking about this intro was Colossians 3.23, uh, which says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And so um, there's another verse somewhere I think it says, like, whatever you do, you know, do it to the glory of God. Um, and it's basically, I picked that one just because, uh, Johnny's a super passionate guy. You can really, he really comes through in his voice. You can tell he really cares a lot about what he's doing, the things he stands for, and um, and he just has this zest and this passion for life. So it really feels like he's doing everything with excellence and um, as if he's working for the Lord. So uh, he's a great guy. We have a great conversation. Uh, again, this is another video podcast, so if you're listening and you want to watch our conversation, head over to YouTube, search my name, Hunter McWaters, and please subscribe to the channel. Um, even if you're not into the video podcasts, it helps me out big time if you, if you can subscribe to the channel. Um, as always, I got discount codes for a lot of different uh, cool um, gear companies and whatnot that you can check out in the description of this video or this podcast. And uh, please leave me ratings and reviews on Apple. I know I keep saying that a lot, but it's really important for me to get the word out, to get those ratings and reviews. And if you do actually take the time to write me a written review, I'll send you out some swag. Um, in fact, somebody wrote me one recently that I want to give a shout out to. So if you are listening, um, let me pull up his name real quick. Lando13, I believe it was, um, something Lando, hit me up on Instagram, at the Hunter's Quest, and I'll get you some swag in the mail, but yeah, please go ahead and keep doing that, thank you as always for your support, I really appreciate it, um, lots of cool stuff in the works for me and the podcast, so uh, I'm going to be making some announcements hopefully later this month about some stuff we got coming up, I might have one more out of state hunt lined up before the season's out and I'm really excited about it. Uh, the details aren't hammered out yet so I don't want to get into anything yet but uh, really excited about the possibilities so um, yeah keep me in the project in prayer. I can always use your support um, and always just keep listening you know leave me those ratings reviews please share with friends and family that's how we really get the word out and uh, let's just jump into this conversation with the soulful hunter Johnny Mac. Enjoy. All right, so I'm excited today. I'm with my guest, uh, Johnny Mack, the Soulful Hunter. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's up, bro? How you doing, man? <laughs> Good, man. How you doing? 
dude, I tell you, life is uh, life is coming at me hard right now, and yeah. and I one hundred percent believe it's it's uh, a time of choosing, and you got. I always talk about on my podcast, like you got to know what you want mm-hmm. and I know what I want and I want freedom and I want yeah. to live and let live. And I want to be able to do the things I enjoy. But at the end of the day, I have a responsibility to my wife and my children and that is to protect them and to keep them safe and to provide for them as a provider. Yeah. And, uh, it, it pushes coming to shove, man time to time to take a stand for what you actually believe in and want so yeah man we were talking a little bit about that before we got rolling so uh, i guess your job is wanting you to uh get the vaccine that's something you're not really looking into trying to do huh yeah no i don't stand for that yeah i i I do not stand for it um the concept of masks i do not support either um i believe in you want to protect yourself protect yourself Mm -hmm. uh it, and I, I'm a I'm a health teacher, a physical education health teacher in a middle school here in the state of Washington. And I was I was having this, I had this aha moment the other day as I was, I, when I go on a run, that's my that's my me time. That's my mm-hmm. get get clear with myself, get clear with God, and to really align. And I always was taught this, and this is a quote that you'll you'll recognize from your childhood. It's like yeah. sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Right. Remember that? Remember oh, yeah. that saying? Well, as a health teacher, I'd always teach like, you no, know, that's one of the biggest lies we've ever been told in society is that, you know, words cut deeper than anything else in this world and anything else in this life. And on, on my run, all of a sudden I stopped and I was like, I've been teaching this wrong all along. Yes, words hurt, words cut, words, all this stuff. But words words can't force me to do anything that I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. We have the freedom and a free will to choose what we want. And we never do anything outside of our will. And right. if we don't want something, then we don't do it. The, the issue then becomes is if you do not know where you stand, it's time. And, uh, you know, this is a hunting podcast, obviously. So it's like, you need to know how to stand for hunting, mm. be an advocate for hunting, be an ambassador for hunting. But hunting is just the tip of the iceberg because when you take a stand for something, you know, Abraham Lincoln, or great president, he said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall, you'll for, fall anything. for anything. <laughs> and this is a time of choosing for people to choose totally. what they want to stand for. And I was just on social media yesterday looking at um, different things. I don't, I don't just, I support hunting. I support freedom. I support providing. Mm. I do not support agendas. And I don't agree with this uh, infrastructure bill that President Biden's pushing mm. and, and the these uh, corrupt legislators are pushing. Yeah. And I, yet I see because there's some money in there tied to public lands mm-hmm. and, and wildlife that these these some wildlife conserva- conservation, I'm putting that in quotations, <laughs> conservation organizations are supporting just because they get a little bit of flavor. Yeah. And it's like, well, we got to play the we got to play the long game. We don't 
this is the whole problem with like fast food in America, instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Everything, everyone wants something now, now, now. Well, conservation is the long haul. Yeah. Conservation is having foresight, thinking about, well, how does this thing play out year after year after year after generation after generation? Yeah. Because because precedent gets set in the legal system, and it's really hard to bounce back from when precedent is set. And so little, little opening for everybody. <laughs> opening How you soapbox. Doing? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm right there with you, dude. Like I, it's a topic that I have intentionally avoided on the podcast and, um, and on social media and stuff, just cause I don't want to, whatever. I just didn't want to wade into it, but um, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like I was the dude walking into Walmart in the height of the pandemic, no mask on. So do you have a mask now and just keep walking. And, um, you know, I saw a lot of, a lot of believers that, you know, and I'm not condemning anyone who wore a mask or wears a mask or whatever, you know, that's between you and God or whatever. For me, it was like, because I believe in divine healing and like, how can I say, you know, you know, by his stripes, I'm healed and I have faith in God yet I'm, um, really looking to a mask and a, you know, a vaccine or whatever to, to, to protect me. Um, and I just, I just didn't want to buy into the fear and the hype. And so I just, I couldn't do the mask thing either, man. And just the fact that like, they're telling me to do it. I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. It says in the Bible that that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a love, yes. power, and a sound mind. Right. And so, if He didn't give us a spirit of fear, and we are fearful, where is it coming from? The enemy, because it Straight ain't coming up. from God. And then, therefore, if we're comforting ourselves with things to make us, and and, and I use quotes, feel better. Mm -hmm. All about feelings. Oh, mm -hmm. that you know. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, that, that made me feel better. That made me feel better. Well, at the end of the day, you know, First Amendment, the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of, you know, all this stuff, like, hate speech ain't a thing because we have the right, the freedom to be mean yeah. with our words if we want. True. That's the freedom of speech. I'm not saying be mean. I'm not saying say nasty things. Right. And you know, notice I didn't drop any specific conservation organizations names when I said <laughs> that I saw them supporting the three and a half trillion dollar bill that's being pushed. Yeah. I'm not being mean. The issue is, is that we're so quick, you know, it, the Bible, the Bible says, I mean, it's not that this is always a Bible thing, but this is where I, I draw my foundation from. Sure. It says be slow to speak and quick mm -hmm. to listen. So often we are just so quick to react or reactionary, just, oh, oh, you know, like snapping yeah. back at people. It's like, no, be slow to speak, quick mm -hmm. to listen, chew on things, meditate on things, yeah. have counsel, talk about things. You know, it says in multi multitude of counselors, there's safety. Yeah. Get some, get some perspective. And this is what I always talk about on my podcast is, you know, maybe I'm a soulful hunter for a reason. I, I don't believe in coincidences. <laughs> But um, you you got to know what you stand for and what you believe in. Mm -hmm. you know? And at the end of the day, if you want to protect public lands and wildlife more than anything else, that's awesome. But do it. 
Yeah. Do it to the best of your ability. Abraham Lincoln also said, if you're going to be anything, be a good one. <laughs> Saying, if you're going to be a podcast host, be a good podcast host. If you're going to be a, a, a plumber, be a good plumber. Right. If you're going to be a politician, be a good politician. If you're going to, whatever you do, be a good one. Mm-hmm. If you're going to support wildlife and wild places and wild things, then be good at it. And I think it's so often people are so concerned about this instant gratification that they forget, they forget where their feet lie, where their responsibilities lie. And if they're a true conservationist, what their actions, mm-hmm. not just on, not just on social media, but with their wallets, with their voting, with how they represent it in their job, their community, how it's yeah. talked about. It is that is where the damage is done or the the uh, the greatness is won. Yeah. And it's such. You know, I always had a hard time, you know, it's like very mainstream to call yourself a conservationist. Ah, I'm a conservationist. I see it on you know social <laughs> yeah. media profiles all the time. Right. And my my slogan at Washington Backcountry and uh, Soulful Hunter is mentorship is conservation. Because men- mentorship is is investing into things that you can't see. Yeah, it's investing in the future, and con- the root of the word conserve, you know, conservation is conserve to save for later. Yeah, and we save for later by investing in people's lives to get them involved, so that they actually care. No one spends money on things they don't care about. Exactly. Yeah they only spend money on things that they think there is value. They're worth saving. Yeah. And so how do we put value? How do we find a way to, to show value in people's lives? And and that's where my podcast came into play. And that's the transformation through primal adventure. Yeah. When you, when you learn how to hunt, it's not just the act of actually hunting. It's everything that what it does for you, on the human level, on the courage level, you know, courage is the first known quality of men and yet people don't flex it. Mm. We're so worried about being liked or being not liked rather than being who we are and what we're meant to be. Mm. And, and to, to, you know, you hear calling upon your soul, answer it. For me, I always wanted to be a hunter. I wanted to hunt since the very beginning. Yeah. And I, I wasn't raised in a household that hunted. I was No one ever asked me, hey, can I take you hunting? Would you like to learn how to hunt? Um, my father, who I do not speak to anymore, I do, I, I, he, he is not a man that I, I respect, nor, nor uh, he, he left me with some good stuff yeah. and left me with a lot of bad stuff at the same time. But one of the things that he did not do is he never taught me gun safety. Hmm never never taught me any of that so it's more than just like this whole concept of like hunting it it's everything gun safety you know i had to i go through that process and learning firearms and weapons and all this stuff and then all of a sudden now knowing how to apply them and how to find animals in the woods and how to how to build your own foundation of what it means to be able to provide for you as a human you yeah. as a family, a husband, father, parent, whatever. Well, you let know, me. That is what hunt. That's the power of it. 
let me jump in right there because I want to I want to ask you more just about your story. Like, um, like tell me a little bit. Like, yeah, what? Who's Johnny Mac? What's your story? I know you're an adult onset hunter, but go back a little bit and and walk me through just a little bit of your your background, your childhood, and and how you came to be who you are now. Yeah, a great question. Um, so those of you who, who, I don't know, do you do an intro on your show? Like, I don't, I don't remember. I do, but not like super in depth. So, okay. So all you listeners out there, first off, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into yeah. this podcast. Thank you for supporting Hunter and his quest and <laughs> everything that goes with that, because it is very fun and fulfilling to record these podcasts. And at the same time, it's also our way of just sharing what we love with the world. So mm-hmm. thanks for listening to that. Um, currently, I'm, I'm my name's Johnny Mack. I'm the host of the Soulful Hunter podcast. I am the founder of an organization called Washington Backcountry, where we stand behind the belief that mentorship is conservation and that hunting has the power to transform lives through primal adventure. I am a husband to a beautiful wife, and my wife just got diagnosed with lupus this Ooh, summer, and, and that's something that we're – that's one of the storms that we're facing. I'm, yeah. like I'm wearing the shirt called Face the Storm. Nice. It's uh, American Buffalo runs into the storm. It doesn't run away from it. Yeah. And, and so on top of that, uh, I'm a husband to my beautiful wife and a father to three young, beautiful boys – Nice. Carter Cannon and Case. Three boys uh, got your six, hands full, man. Six, four, and two. It, it is a full, full house. <laughs> um, I, as a job, currently a profession, I am a middle school physical, physical education and health teacher. And I've been doing that for, I don't know, 15, 16 years. Never actually wanted to get into teaching. And I think this is part of my story. And this is why I believe in, yeah. in people take, taking a stand and doing the things that they believe that they want to get Cause I feel like that's a life. huge part about you is that you're a teacher. I mean, through your profession and what you're doing on the side or whatnot, like the conservation mentorship is conservation. Like that's one of your big, like core things. Yeah. I, I, I've always escaped. I've always ran from this idea that I'm a teacher. <laughs> um, and I think it just kind of goes before me wherever I go. It, it's something. Um, so yeah, being an educator, giving a little history more about my father. He's an educator. He's a Hall of Fame football coach in the state of Washington. Okay. Uh, when I was in, I played three sports in high school, had multiple college scholarships to go play baseball and football. Hmm. Um, and I never wanted to go to college, though. I wanted to join the military. I saw Black Hawk hmm. Down. I wanted to be an Army Ranger, jump out of helicopters, be surrounded. Um, always had this love of self-reliance, this idea of like, the the western cowboy mm-hmm. lone on his horse and you know with the setting sun and sleeping on his blanket next to a campfire with his cowboy hat pulled down in front of his face <laughs> yeah, like, man. that was that was what i wanted however i was also raised in a household that bred a lot of confusion and fear and so uh, i was a scared little boy for a long time and that followed me all the way into my adulthood mm. and it's something that i fight and face and constantly uh, challenge myself day in and day out in my adult life. I'm 37 years old, and I have written on my mirror where I brush my teeth every day, I am courageous. Mm. And I say that out loud to myself, I am courageous. 
I am courageous. And so, you know, my, I, my father, I followed his footsteps. I ended up turning down scholarships to play football at a university where he went to. And mm. I was like his little mini legacy of following my father's footsteps and doing everything. I drove the same car as him. I currently work in the exact same school that he worked in. I coached oh, wow. football. I was going to be his legacy where he was the head coach and hand it down to me. And, you know, and yeah. And that all sounds good, but that wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what was on my heart. Mm. And so finally, when I took the, the leap of faith to learn how to hunt and teach myself, I realized I went through the hunting regulations here in the state of Washington. I realized you can hunt black bear August 1st. Mm. And those of you who understand anything about school teaching and, and high school football and all that is time off in the fall is extremely limited and here school doesn't start until around labor day and we get out super late in june and so i was like i can hunt black bears doing the exact same thing i typically do in august which is backpack yeah and i can take that but carry a rifle with me i was like this sounds it's a lot awesome. more fun <laughs> and i can spend a week doing it if i really wanted to rather than you know just a weekend warrior status right and so I set off hunting black bears. And what I didn't realize is that even though I had a weapon with me and I was pursuing them, I was scared to death. Mm. And I remember that first night in the back country where I was like, I hope a bear doesn't come into my camp. Were you solo? And I was like, no, I okay. was not solo. <laughs> I had people, but that's the type of fear that, you know, maybe the listeners will resonate with. Yeah. That's, I think, you know, it's creepy at first, hunters, man. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh man, wait, no, if a bear comes into camp, like that would be actually better because that's an easy, <laughs> easy opportunity. And, and so I had to conquer this own fear and, and what this inner voice, this, cause we always have this narrative, this inner voice, these stories that our head, hmm. our ego wants to make up, you know, like, Oh, they don't like me. They're talking about me. They, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. We don't actually know until we confront it and say, Hey, are you talking about me? Or do you like me? Or, you know, all these things. And, and that's, I think this, and I had a child, a childish mentality and it's something that affects me from my youth and I'm overcoming it. Mm. And that's where I, I talk about this transformation. It's not that I'm a changed person. I am a better person because I've challenged myself. I put myself in uncomfortable positions mm. and I've challenged the core of who I am. And through that, it's provided purpose, fulfillment, mm. um, a greater sense of love, appreciation, gratitude. Yeah. And so when I learned how hard it was to kill an animal like if it, a grocery store shut down and it re relied on people having to kill their food mm -hmm. how many of us would go hungry yeah how, and, and so that that was the, the revelation for me my eyes opened up i came back home from the mountains and i was like holy smokes there are probably so many more people out there like me and everyone mm. is like, hey, take a kid fishing, take a kid hunting. <laughs> but I was a 30-year-old. Yeah. I've only been hunting for, for, well, really, since I got my hunter safety 
seven years. This will be my seventh year. Nice. And I realized like, dude, I, I'm now a parent of three children and that legacy gets to be passed on to them. Whether they choose to hunt or not is, is beyond the point. Right. But they respect it. They understand the skill set. I'm like, how many other adults are out there just like me? And, and what it is, is just loving people, investing mm. time into people. Because, you know, going back to the Bible, it's a greater love. Uh, there's no greater love than this. that A man lays down his life for another. Yep. Well, yeah, sacrificing your life by dying is a big deal. But sacrificing your life through time, mm-hmm. energy, totally money, that is sacrifice. That is laying down your life for others. Totally. That is where I come with the saying, you can't outgive good. Because you're, you can never outgive goodness in this world. Whether you believe in karmic law, whether you believe in the law of attraction, whether you believe in uh, a faith life of do good unto others, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, the golden yeah. rule, whatever it is, you can't outgive good. We're going we're going to be taken care of when we release, when we yeah. let go, for sure. Stop hold, holding on to things so tight. So yeah, you know everyone believes that or let me not speak you try to save your life you'll lose it you try to if you lose your life for for the gospel or for you know others you'll find it basically kind of thing yeah i don't want to speak in generality so there's a a large number of people out there that believe that mentorship is taking them to their hunting location yeah is providing them a spot and it's not and it can be and you can mentor however you want but a lot of it is how bad do you actually care about the continuation of hunting because right now in the state of oregon the oregon legislature is attacking hunting Dude, it's they rough want out to there. do away with it so where are where are our warriors that say you love hunting that say you care where are you it's time to take a stand and be accounted for and say enough is enough we will not stand for this. And it takes unity and it takes courage and courage is courageous. And it takes, you know, it's a lot easier for me to all of a sudden take a stand. If I know you're going to stand right there with me. Right. And yet being an educator, I see how this edu- this indoctrination of the educational system works because they don't teach you really how the tax system works, what the fed is, what the IRS is, they, you know, do you know where your legislative le- legislative office is for your, for your district? Mm, no. <laughs> Why not? Why are these things not on the forefront? Because if it's we the people, we the people, it takes we the people to stand up and say, we're going to hold you to the fire and do what we want because we voted for you. Or yeah. apparently voted for you. <laughs> yeah. And and so here here it is. And if the squeaky wheel gets the grease, then it's time for you to stop caring about what other people think about you and start being squeaky. So yeah, Hunter, what else you got for me, brother? I don't I don't wanna <laughs> take this podcast in any direction that no, no, man. prepared to go with or, or all that, but that's all good. I'm, I, I, I'm 
I'm passionate about living, about thriving, about yeah. being free. And I, and I believe that there's a lot of people that, that say it yeah. when push comes to shove, they're going to fall in line and not, not make a disturbance. So, yeah. All right. Mr. Johnny Mac, the soulful hunter. Um, you mentioned something that I want to touch on back there and, um, I can see your passion. I can see your love. I can see your, your courage as a man. And, um, and you mentioned that was something that you struggled with and how, um, hunting has, um, changed you. And, you know, it's, it's different, um, as a guy who I basically been hunting since I can remember, um, and there's been a rebirth when I kind of discovered backcountry hunting and stuff like that. But still, uh, it's different when you come into it as an adult. So, um, you know, you mentioned um, personal growth through challenge and, and how hunting has been challenging physically, mentally, spiritually for you. And I think that's the only way we can grow is through challenge and how you used to be this scary little boy. And now I see a man before me that doesn't seem scared at all. So I'm going to turn your favorite question back on you. What has hunting done for you? It's given me hope. It's provided a life of. But how, like I, how, how is, how, like somebody who's like listening to this that maybe isn't a hunter, doesn't quite understand or something. They're like, how can getting dressed up in camo and grabbing a gun and going out and shooting a bear change your life? Like, you know, like what, how? It rocked <laughs> me to the, the core of my existence. Wow. See, we don't, we don't know what we don't know, right? Ig ignorance is bliss. Well, we have blinders on our eyes and a lot of us as humans only see like five feet in front of us. Mm -hmm. you, ever, you ever seen the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, yeah. Okay, so when Cameron is at the art museum and they're looking at the paintings and he's standing really close to the picture and all mm -hmm. he sees is dots. All he sees yeah. is dots. Right. But then you take a step back and you see this beautiful picture. Yeah. In a metaphor, that is what hunting has done for me. Mm. It allowed me to see the picture on a grander scale. Because it's not just about the killing of, an, of a life or the taking of a life. It's not just about the providing for my family and myself. It sharpens your senses. It teaches you how to be more aware and more, more cautious when you need to. And yet more aggressive when you need to. Yeah. And there's lessons constantly to be learned. And, and it is 100% application for life. Totally. You are never going to be a successful hunter. If you hunt by checking in and checking out, think about, think about hunting as like a, a nine to five, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to go hit the time clock. I'm going to spend my hours of field and then I'm going to check out and I'm going to go home. See, I think hunting returns a certain level of grit to humanity. Mm -hmm. And I do specifically believe that like this concept of backcountry hunting, 
Mm -hmm. When you don't have, you can't just go back to your car. I mean, you always can, but like, you can't just give up on your hunt unless you want to give up on your hunt. Yeah. So at what point are we willing to sacrifice? At what point are we willing to pursue whatever it is that we want? And that is what hunting hunting has taught me is that if I want something bad enough, hmm. I got to be willing to go out and get it myself. Yeah. Nothing's going to, nothing's going to be a handout. Nothing is going to be, you know, we always joke as hunters like, Oh man, Hey, tie that one to a tree for me. You know, like <laughs> I, you ever heard that saying? I haven't. It must be Talk- a West coast thing. Uh, must be a West Coast thing where, like, you know, guy goes out scouting, or you know, a buddy sends you a picture of a of a buck or whatever, and, and you're like, oh, okay, tie that to a tree for me so that I'll I'll go get it when I when oh, I, I got go. You. Okay. And this concept is like, no one's tying animals to the trees. Like, you have to go and go and go, and you know, the ten thousand hour rule by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you familiar with that? Like mastery? He says, yeah. He says it takes 10,000 hours of doing something to reach a level of mastery at whatever topic you are doing. Yeah. So for those of you who are new hunters, a lot of you are like, I'm going to go out this weekend for deer. Oh, I didn't see a deer. I didn't get a deer. And then you wait a whole nother calendar year until a weekend for you to go out and get deer, you know, or whatever it is. And right. it's this idea of like, well, if you really want to get good at something, it takes time. Mm. It takes effort. It takes energy. And that not, not just for hunting that goes for your job, for being a good husband, mm-hmm. for being a good parent, for being a good, whatever it takes effort and energy. And that is the transformation. That is what hunting has done for me is all of a sudden life no longer was instant gratification. And it was a realization, an aha moment of, wow, I've been living my life with my nose inches away from this painting. That's beautiful. And my eyes have been only at my feet this entire time. Yeah. And look at this wonderful world that we've been given and blessed and the opportunities in which we have that we can do whatever we want. Seize the day, carpe diem. I mean, let's go, baby. Yeah. Let's go. This, this world is waiting for you. Yeah. And it, it took the courage to get out of my comfort zone Mm. into the unknown Mm-hmm. where my life has been radically transformed. <laughs> and it's not just me now. It is the people who I've been able to bring into hunting. It's my wife. It's my children. And I mentioned my wife just got diagnosed with lupus. So now she has to eliminate all like pesticides and anything that is not like a natural thing within foods Hmm. and you know what was one of the best things for her carnivore diet wild game meat yep and so i i always talk about on my podcast that life happens for us yeah life doesn't happen to us we are not a result of the circumstances in our life 
we get to create our own existence, create what we want. And so, you know, the ripple effect, you take a stone, you toss it out in a pond, that small little stone, no matter how big or how small it is, those waves, those ripples reach all the shores. Mm. And so everything that we do, everything that we say, everything of how we are has consequences in our lives. And it's a matter of whether or not we like those consequences or we don't. Because one of the biggest things for me is I, so I've been married. I just had my eight year anniversary. Congrats. I just started. Thank you. I just, you know, it's been seven years since started hunting. Yeah. So during that time, I also had three children and anyone who's a new father, new parent understands how hard it is to have young kids. Yeah. And anyone who is a very experienced, good hunter understands how much time it takes Mm. and how much effort it takes. And so I got tired of being a jack of all trades and an ace of none. And so I, I removed myself from coaching. I removed myself from sports. I removed myself from these different things that I used to do. And I narrowed my focus Mm. and I said, okay, this is what I want. I want to be a great father, a great husband. I want to be a great hunter, a great hunter. That's my goal. Yeah. How it's, how it's measured is, is different for everyone, but I know how I measure it. And I have had a great time. Every time I leave the, the woods, I'm like, dude, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I just uh, went hunting this last week. Um, day one, we saw three black bears. Nice. And then the next day I got the call. I got, I got the in reach message from the wife saying, get home. And so I had to hustle home. That's when she got the news about her Ooh. lupus. Yeah. Um, so no bears were killed on the hunt, but I can tell you that as, as a, as a Western hunter, every time I've gone out so far, I I've seen the animals that I'm pursuing, whether or not I see a legal one or one to shoot or not. And that's like my measurement of of me as a hunter is like, if it came to it, you know, I'm a law abiding citizen, but if it came down to me providing for my family, yeah, I now have the skill set to do that. Yeah. Whether or not I shoot the biggest buck, the biggest elk, the biggest, whatever. Right. It's not about, not about that. It's about, I know how to take care of myself. And I feel like unless you are a blue collar worker and working in the trades, a lot of people, especially in the tech industry now, yeah, they, they, I would imagine I'm drawing a conclusion, a story in my head that this concept of self-reliance has been lost. Yeah. Like if the internet went away tomorrow, a lot of people would be done. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, Hey Siri, this, Hey Alexa, this, Hey, you know, well, how, how can you go outside and take a look at the sky and look at the clouds and look at the leaves and tell, tell me what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. Yeah. Can, can you, can you sense a shift in the wind? Can't you know, all these different things that have just been lost because we are living a concrete jungle life. 
mm. an instant gratification um, of, of, okay, I watch football on Sundays with my friends. I go to work nine to five. I go to the gym. Maybe I go to the bar. I have maybe two beers a night, but I'm going to watch my Netflix and I'm going to do this. And then the weekend comes, I might go to a barbecue or I might sleep in. And it's just this cycle of, I call it death. I mean, what, unless you're doing something that is causing you to feel alive, Mm. feel like, whoa, where are people getting that in their, in their life? And I believe hunting has that power to provide that for people. And, and maybe it's not the back 40 hunting. Maybe it's not the go to the tree stand and just sit there all day and scroll your phone until a buck walks by. I've never experienced that. So I can't speak to it. (laughs) Right. uh, But I know what it's like to get into the mountains. Yeah. And I, I know what it's like to go to the wilderness, you know, native Americans for centuries, went on vision quests. Mm-hmm. They left, they left their homes. They left the comfort of society and they left and went on a journey to find themselves, to find their soul, to find their purpose. Jesus in the Bible went to the wilderness. Mm-hmm. All these people, all these great things have always come from people journeying and going to a place of discomfort. And out of that discomfort grew some of the most amazing glorious, beautiful world and life changing things that humanity has ever experienced. Yeah. But if we live in this protected bubble of, of, Oh oh, man, resistance, not a fan of resistance, then you're never going to grow as a physical education teacher. I know that muscles naturally react to exercise mm-hmm. you have atrophy which is if you don't use it you lose it your muscles will naturally shrink down yeah and then you have hypertrophy meaning if you use it your muscles will naturally grow bigger and bigger to a yeah. point of homeost- homeostasis right, right? You, um, for for your job that's like how our bodies are built we respond to our environment sure and so this concept, and I always talk about this on my podcast, I hate the word grind. Mm. Life, is, life is not a grind. We're not grinding it out. And yes, the, like the literal aspect of grinding is to put something against resistance or put something against yeah. you know, another object to sharpen it. So yes, we are sharpening ourselves. We are meant to sharpen ourselves. But it's also about how you view it, right? Totally. Like if I view it as something negative, if life is a grind, oh, work's a grind, <laughs> my relationship's a grind, my marriage is a grind, then we're going to have everything is added with a sense of negative connotation. Mm. And, and I don't words know. Words have power, you, man. I, words have power. And I am not a fan of spending time with a bunch of Eeyores. No, it's the worst. How you doing? Oh, oh, horrible. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. You know, like, no, man, it's a great day to be alive. Yeah. It is a great day to be alive. Every moment, every day is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to create the life that you want. And 
it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't, you know, right. these things take time. Every, you know, you don't build a house in a day, mm-hmm. you know? So, so if we, and that goes back to like the five feet in front of our feet. If we're only looking at the now, yeah, we're only going to get the now. But if you set a goal and you're like, okay, this is what I want. Then you know where to, where to go. And yeah, all you hunters out there, imagine if you were trying to sight in your rifle and someone said, okay, there's a hundred yards shoot. And you're like, well, where's the target? They're like, no, that's a hundred yards. Just go shoot it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, but, but I need a target right. to know where I'm hitting. That is the whole concept of identifying what you want, what you stand for, totally. what you believe in is if you can't set a target, a goal or whatever it is in front of you, you're going to be lost. You're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, going by the wayside because life comes and life goes, you know, and it's easy to walk in a circle if you're only staring at your feet. Yeah, totally, man. So, so these are, these are some of the things in, in which like hunting has transformed my life. Yeah. Because, that's amazing. Because it gave, it gave me foresight. It, it, it provided me the opportunity to take my eyes off myself and start putting it out there in the world. Nice, man. And identify what I want to become, who I want to be, what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so good, man. Um, and for me, too, is like, it's such a, a confidence builder of like, um, you know, you, it's like you said, on that first hunt, you were scared, like, is a bear going to come into And then, um, and then you get out of that first hunt, that first backcountry experience. And like, you know, like for me, it was like a couple mountains that I'm like, are we, are we really going up there? Like for real? And my partner's like, yeah, come on, let's go. And, uh, and then afterwards just like, wow, like I did that and I did more and I can do that. And I'm capable of doing these amazing things because if you're willing to work hard enough. So that, that was, that was huge for yep. me. But, um, you know, I know you're, you're a man of faith and, um, that's something I think about a lot and is kind of one of the themes of this podcast. And so I'm not sure where in your journey you got saved, but, um, did you see any correlation in spiritual growth or a deeper, uh, spiritual awareness or anything, uh, come along with that, that, um, transition as from coming, becoming a hunter? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I was raised mainstream Christianity. Okay. Uh, you know, the I had a mom. So my mother comes from a family that's Jewish. Okay. And my dad comes from a family that's Catholic. Oh, okay. And the two greatest, greatest uh, guilt-driven societies <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. there meet, meet, meeting under one roof. And so Guilt my storm. mom did a, did an amazing job of of putting the Bible in front of me and and getting me to read it. And you know, it talks about in the Bible, you know, read the read these words and and bind them upon the tablet of your heart. Mm. And then it also goes to show it's a study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so it's so ironic and beautiful that it is when we know 
where we stand, where our foundation lies, that we we get to then be able to look out more. Yeah. Right. If we're on shaky ground, once again, our eyes just go down because we need to get our footing. But if you know where your foundation is, it's a lot easier to pick your eyes up and put them out. Sure. So going back to your question, I was like, how did my faith life go? Well, I, I was raised. I was raised in a house full of confusion. I had a mom that stood for for truth. I had a dad that spoke truth to the public. And then how it was in my house was a lot different. Mm. I have a buddy, a buddy of mine who I've come to really admire is uh, he says he owes his life and his marriage to my dad. Hmm. And, and just the other day I had someone say to me that my dad's name is like God in their house. Wow. And I'm like, and I'm like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. So, but here I was living. I didn't feel like I was ever loved by Hmm. my father, by my earthly, earthly father. Right. And this led to me pursuing love in all the wrong places. Mm. We as humans, at the end of the day, we want to be loved for, we want to be taken care of. Yep. And as a child, I didn't have the skill set to take care of myself. And so going through my stunted emotional growth as a human being and trying to figure out my identity, it was safe. It was safe for me to follow in my father's footsteps, not do what I want to do and not be who I want to be. Right. And so, you know, I, I knew the Bible and yet I didn't, I didn't live a life that was good for me, good for my heart. I'm not even talking about sinning or not sinning. It is about taking care of me and it wasn't good for me. It wasn't a life. Now all things that we choose to do and say and, and be a part of have consequences and that also shapes us. So I don't regret anything. And yet I know that things could be different to this day if I would have made different choices. I hear you. With that being, with that being said, here I was living a life, not for me. And I was like, well, either God, you're the God of all, or you're not God at all. Mm hmm. And so, you know, it talks about, I think maybe Elijah wrestling with God, like physically wrestling with Jacob. There you go. (laughs) Jacob physically wrestling with God. And, and so for me, the moment that my life changed, made the decision to, to put my foot down and be like, this is where I'm going to stand was before I met my wife and I, and I knew I wanted a wife. I knew I wanted to be a, a, a husband. But I was like, how can I lead my household if I can't lead myself? Yeah, totally. And so I thought about Jacob wrestling with God. And I said, okay, all I've known is this concept like reading the Bible and praying. And yet I don't feel God being real. Hmm. And I had this aha moment. I was in the bedroom. I was in my bedroom. I I bought my first house um, and I was just bawling. I was on the floor in my bedroom, just bawling my eyes out and having it out with God. Hmm. Because, you know, I, I say this analogy a lot as a parent. If I have a child, my child, one of my sons standing in front of me, and I think in my head, 
I think in my head, but I don't speak it. I love you. Is my child ever going to know the words of his father? He's not going to know that I am saying that to him. Right. And so, and so I was like, okay, then I need to change how I'm thinking because I want to feel the love of God. I also want to exude the love of God. Yeah. And so from that moment, that was 2000, that was 2012, 2012, my life got transformed. And I started praying out loud to God, like he was a real person standing nice. in front of me. Yeah. And, and I started reading the Bible out loud, like it mm. is meant to be because, you know, it says his word never goes void. Yeah. Word, spoken word, written word, not thoughts. My thoughts never go void. No, it's my words never go yes. void. Yeah. And so what I took was this inner voice and all the struggles that was in my head. And I put it out there and I said, okay, I'm speaking it. It's real. Here it is. I'm addressing it. Either be the God of all or you're not God at all. And instantly, like this, I don't believe in coincidences. I was coaching middle school, eighth grade boys basketball at the time. Yeah. And I was a uh, wildlife leader, which is the middle school version of young, young life, life. Yeah. Here, here in the state of Washington. And I had a couple parents from my basketball team come up to me and they're like, Hey, would you do a Bible study for our kids? <laughs> and, and this goes back to the courage thing. It's like, Oh, I always, you know, yeah, I, I love God, but I am a sinner. And I use the word, but because that's how I felt. Right. You know, it's like, I love God and I'm a sinner and I'm saved by grace. Not I'm a, I'm a sinner, but I'm saved by grace, you know? And, and so these words have meaning and I was like, okay, well, if I really want to, to put, put my rubber where the road is, it's time to, it's time to give it a shot. And so I was scared to death. And I was like, well, there's no better way to hold myself accountable than to me to lead other people. And so I would do Bible studies with these 14 year old boys, eighth yeah. graders at their parents' houses, hanging out with them and, I would take him through the scripture and I, and I'd go through all this stuff. And then that was when my life really like took hold. Nice. And that, I met my wife right after that, like literally right after that first date, met her, fell in love with her, bought the ring two weeks later. We were married in under five months. I got and, a similar story with my wife too. We were, it was six months yeah. for us. Beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And, and so that is, that is this journey is that the minute that we inaction is action. Yeah. Not saying something is saying something, yeah. not doing something is doing something. And so the minute that I chose to take action, whether it's by speaking out loud, by physically doing something or putting something into motion, that is when everything changed yeah. for me. Well, has and like becoming a, a hunter and getting closer to nature changed your uh, relationship with God at all? It's, or, it's increased my gratitude. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it is. Yes. Uh, the mountains, the outdoors is my church. 
I haven't actually attended a physical church building in over two years mm. is, is I, I don't like the way mainstream Christian narrative is, is going. Yeah. You know, this whole, this, and this brings us back to the beginning of the podcast, not, not to go so political, but I, this is how I feel. Everything is actually intertwined. Yeah. Is, and they say, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. In order to love your neighbor, take the shot, take the jab. And what I've learned in my journey is that it's so much easier to love others when you love yourself first. Mm-hmm. Totally. All, ultimately, Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross for us. Therefore, yes, to live as Christ and to die is gain. And with that being said, love doesn't mean crossing our will for other people. And, and so when it, when it comes to that is just God and the wild and the mountains has taught me that if I don't take care of myself, I can't actually love other people. Totally. You go on, you go on an airline. They say, and, and when the oxygen masks drop from the ceiling, yeah. make sure to what? Put, put your it mask on, on first. Yourself before yep. you put it on any, anyone else. And so hunting taught me how to take care of myself. Mm, it taught good. me how to take care of myself so that I can take care of others. You're putting your mask on out there in the mountains. Uh, not that mask though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally. No, totally. that's good, man. And along the same lines of that too. And I, we, you know, we mentioned before, like words have power and this is something I've challenged guests with before, but, um, you know, you said earlier, you're a sinner saved by grace, which is true, but I would also challenge you to not call yourself a sinner to say you were a sinner and now you're a new creation. Hey, you don't have to challenge me on that. I love that. We are a new creation. Absolutely. Yeah, the old is dead and the, the new has come. De- That's right. Amen, dude. Thank you for th- seeing that. And that right there, Hunter, and all you listeners, that's accountability. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, I and not too prideful to admit where I misspoke. Yeah. And that is the accountability of one, one brother to another sure. is to say, Hey, whoa, yeah. let, let, let's be well, careful what we say. A lot of mainstream right. Christian Christianity. And like, I've said this before too, but just to reiterate, like, um, the tradition I grew up in, it was so pounded into our head. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. You're not worthy. You know, your heart is evil, blah, 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 blah which is a lot of stuff that was said in the old covenant. But, um, and yes, you were, but once we were saved, like I said, we're new creations, but I got to the place where I was told so much that I was a sinner that I just believed it. And that's what I became because that's what I was told. That's what I said. That's how I thought. And you know, like I said, words have power. And so if I'm sitting here thinking I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner and saying it all day, chances are you might be one. And, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's how I just like to, to look at it. Not saying I'm perfect, not saying I don't sin cause I do. And we all do. But, um, you know, in Christ, like you said, we are new creations and yeah, we get off track and then we just correct it and get back on and and we're children of God. Yeah. All, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Absolutely. Right. Um, and I took that way out in left field. I mean, I wandered far, man. So, but I love, I love what you said because, because what you said is like, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. Well, if we believe that we're sinners, 
then it then it means that we're not worthy of God's love. Yeah. And if we're not worthy of God's love, then that means we're not lovable. And if we're not lovable, then that means we're not worth investing into. Mm. And if we're not worth investing into, that means that everything that we do, everything that we say, everyone that we're going to spend time with is also not worth investing yes. into yeah. because if they're if they're investing into someone who's not investing like yeah it, it is the perpetuation of a cycle of I'll just say sin yeah for lack of a better word right there is and that's that's the place I got to where I literally got to this place where I believed anything that I wanted to do must be wrong or not from God just because I want to do it and I thought like oh you know if, if I'm going to serve God, it's got to be, you know, he's got to send me somewhere that I'm just kicking and screaming and hating that I have to go there, you know, but no, like God, yeah. God's a good father. He wants us to live life to the fullest. He wants us to enjoy these things, go out the mountains to hunt, to live fulfilled, awesome, fun lives. Like you said, life happens for us. Like, um, if you're in that place, um, you might say, and you can be unbalanced and make things idols, but you could also get to a place where it's like, well, I really love hunting, but I probably shouldn't do it because I just love it so much. It's like, no, dude, God mm-hmm. made you to love hunting. Like, go enjoy it and, you know, have balance, take care of your family, do the right stuff at the same time. But like, see God in that, find God in that, find your manhood um, and just live. Yeah. It, I could give up hunting today. I don't want to. Yeah. Why would you want to? <laughs> I, I don't want to, Yeah. but I, but I could, if it, sure. if I needed to, Yeah. it's never going to be in front of my wife or in front of my children or, you know, and yet it's a, a tool in my tool belt mm-hmm. that I get to call upon when need be your oxygen mask. And it, it yeah, <laughs> abs- absolutely. And so I, you know, I feel like, you putting yourself out there on a podcast, me putting myself out there on a podcast, all this, there are no coincidences. This, this life is happening for us and it is the actions and the words in which we're taking right now in this conversation that are going to resonate with us. Like I'm going to leave this conversation. I'm going to be thinking a lot about, okay, how am I showing up in the world? What am I saying? Yeah. Uh, because I'm worthy of being loved. Totally. I'm my my wife is worthy of being loved. My children's worthy of being loved. Other humans, you hunter, you're worthy of being loved. And if we are called to love thy neighbor as thyself, it is love. And love doesn't mean kindness. Love doesn't mean yeah. niceness. You know, I I discipline my children because I love them. Right. You know, it says spare, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. And I, I don't mean hitting children. Right. I, I, I've never spanked. I've never spanked my children one time. I don't believe in it. With that being said, it, it, you know, going back to the book of Psalms, it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff comfort, me. comfort me. So that means the shepherd has a rod and a staff. Well, one is to direct traffic and one is to beat down the enemy, mm-hmm. beat down the wolves. Right. Beat down. And so spareth the rod, spoileth the child to me is 
not the beating. It's the direction. It's the correction. Yeah. And so for me as a father and for me as a way for me to love humanity is for me to not withhold what I believe and what I say. And people can take it or leave it, love it or hate it. This is how it is. And the only one that I'm accountable to is, is my heavenly father, God, the father. Yeah, and then I have her accountability to my wife and my children as well. Totally. This is good stuff. Hunter. I really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Appreciate, you know, I, I, my, my hunting podcast is starting to go more soulful and it's actually going to be more main topics as of late. You're familiar with uh, Greg Anderson. He's a Seattle police officer that got fired for taking a stand and speaking up last year. Uh, no, no, I, I do not follow the news very closely, man. Cause I just, I just get so much negativity from it. I just quit. Yeah. Uh, I, he lives by me and I ran into him at a pet store. I'm going to have him on the podcast. Oh, nice man. Um, um his epic. Good. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, okay. I was just going to say like, I want to start talking about stuff like that. Yeah. Because hunting is awesome, but hunting is not going to be there if we don't actually take a stand on the, on the stuff that's current currently happening. Yeah, especially out, All right. out in the left coast, man, stuff's scary out there, dude. Um, yeah. but, uh, so yeah, man, this has been like a really good conversation. Um, I love digging into this stuff with you. Um, I feel like we're kindred spirits a little bit, but I do want to ask, you know, kind of changing subject a little bit. I do want to hear a little bit about your, um, about your soul seekers, uh, TV show. Um, I saw, <laughs> I saw your, um, soul seeker film, the one that was in the badlands. And, um, so I, I have a film background. I worked for, I worked for, have you heard of the 700 club? Pat uh-huh. Robertson. Yeah. Okay. I was a producer yep. and a camera operator for that for seven years. And so that's kind of my background. So I, you know, I'm, I'm producing films of my hunts this year in Kodiak and Wyoming and working with Dan Staten from Elk Shape in New Mexico in uh, September. So I'm just interested to see, to hear about real quick, like how you got into film and storytelling and, um, and just, I want to hear and let you uh, talk about your show a little bit. What's going on with that? I, I really appreciate it. Sometimes I forget that that's, that's going on. <laughs> uh, okay. So my journey as a hunter was first off to just be able to take an animal that that was in 2017 i killed my first big game animal which was a black bear nice and that's what that's what spurred everything on which i have not killed a bear yet and it's like on my list man so maybe we should link up or something sorry we're talking about your show yeah so uh, four years ago, killed my first big game animal, the black bear. And from there, I was like, okay, well, I want to learn how to hunt. And I want to share hunting with other people. So this journey of me just just spreading the good news <laughs> about hunting. I had a buddy who I met through flag football and Young Life, who it was a brewmaster. His family had his own brewery here in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Tony do you want to, you want to start hunting? He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so he took his hunt, hunter safety, uh, and, and got that done. And he was my first hunting partner and he was with me on that hunt where I, I killed the black bear. Nice. Um, but what, what Tony holds is an amazing skill set 
of being a video editor and he's nice. always just done stuff for his church or we'd go snowboarding and he'd you know bring the gopro and put yeah. together these little four minute clips of of the day and so i was like dude i want to i want to film our hunts and he's like okay and so we just i had a super cheap sony handy cam like a tiny little yeah cell phone pocket uh camera and that we filmed our very first hunts with that and cell phones and so on this journey of of getting people involved in hunting i it's led me to hosting community events uh i've spoken as a seminar speaker at the western hunt expo and i'm going to be doing that again this coming year as long as it's not canceled or shut down yeah and so it's just kind of led me to connecting with all these random people well i never thought about having my own show i always thought it would be really cool and the concept of of being a professional hunter i think is sounds great in your head but at the end of the day it's it doesn't really happen because you got gear doesn't pay bills and if you're waiting on somebody else to give you money as a sponsorship that's not guaranteed year after year and all this stuff so all of a sudden i got a phone call this was a year going on a year and a half ago from jana waller of skullbound tv and she was like hey i got a guy who i want to introduce you to and he lives an hour away from you his name is clint easley he runs his own media company called revel entertainment and he films for the tv show hollywood hunter and i was like okay cool so I met up with them and he loves to hunt, but a lot of his killing is done with the camera rather than actually shooting it. Yeah. And so him and I went to the hunt expo, started talking and started seeing how we could join forces. I have written a book about my story. I haven't released it yet and podcasting and YouTube and just these different things to like share the message. And I was like, well, how can we share a message even more mm-hmm. and, through through video content and so we were on a spring bear hunt last year and that's what the soul seeker uh badlands film uh was all about and on that hunt i was like hey i want to how can we make a show to spread the message it's all message driven of mentorship is conservation because i don't claim to be that good of a hunter yet and neither do the guys that i surround myself with so how do we make a show that's entertaining and worth watching regardless of having a kill shot yeah. or regardless of like actually seeing animals? Cause you can't ever guarantee that because we're not on, <laughs> we're not paying for guided hunts right. or different things like that, sure. which I'm not, I'm not opposed to. That's just not where I'm right. at right now. And so we, we just set off and said, nice, okay, man. we're going to start fil- filming our hunts and Tony who is an electrician now by trade does all our editing nice. and everything is is in-house between clint filming tony editing me hosting and doing voiceover and then you know see my dad always said girls are like tomatoes and where one tomato is you got to follow the vine and i feel like <laughs> i take that and i apply it to this world it's like well you're only a phone call away from getting in contact with any single person that you really want. Yeah. And so when I became friends with Jana Waller, her best friend is Jules McQueen and Jules McQueen is the president of carbon TV. Mm. And all of a sudden 
I called Jules McQueen one day and I was like, Hey, how do you get a show on carbon? And she was like, you want a show? You got one. And I was like, <laughs> really? She's like, she's like, yes. And so I didn't, you know, thankfully didn't have to go through the protocol of creating all these pilot episodes and then getting them approved. I, they still wanted to make sure I had good content, but right. they knew that, that I was going to be delivering content that was high quality. Nice. And so, so that was it. I mean, we Sweet, already man. had three episodes filmed before I even had that phone phone call with Jules. And so, those of you who have never heard of Carbon TV, you can go to carbontv.com and watch our our show season one. We have six episodes so far. We're, we have nine episodes in season one, and we release every other Tuesday. Awesome. And the show is called Soul Seekers, and it's all about. Uh, seeking after the souls of others to get them involved, seeking after uh, the souls of animals and seeking after our own soul out in the wild because there's so much to be revealed to us when we set off into the wild. Nice, man. And so we're going to, we're starting to film season two and I don't, I don't know, man, at the end of the day, it's just another way to share mission, a message. It's yeah. not about fame. I could care less about my name being attached to anything other than, I believe that mentorship is conservation and I believe that everyone should be getting on board with this. Nice, man. Well, that's awesome. Where, where, where else can people find your stuff if they want to hear more from the soulful yeah. hunter? Oh, I really appreciate that. So, uh, soul seekers, the show, you can go to carbontv.com and watch for free, or you can download the app, um, carbon, carbon TV on Android or iOS. Yeah. Um, it's on Roku, Google Chrome or Google cast fire stick. It's not on Apple TV, which I think is super lame, but if you have Apple TV, you can airplay, um, it from your sure. phone to your TV. Uh, you go to soulfulhunter.com is a landing page for my podcast or wabackcountry.com is the landing page for Washington backcountry, different landing pages, all the same network. Uh, the podcast is, everywhere you can find a podcast nice. uh, i do release my my podcast audio only on youtube as well and if you search up washington backcountry's youtube channel um every everything's on there cool and we are going to be dropping all of season one of soul seekers on youtube but that's not going to be till november cool man. so if you want to be up to date with uh, the show go ahead and head over to carbon tv yeah awesome dude well it's been really fun uh, getting to catch up with you, learn a little bit more. I feel like we could talk for hours, but uh, you know, I know stuff's going on, so I appreciate your time, brother. It's good, uh, good catching up with you. Hey, absolute honor talking with you. I look forward to many conversations. I gotta yeah, get man. you on my podcast as well, bro. Yeah, I'd love to anytime, brother. I love it. Well, thanks for having me on, Hunter. Yeah, man. Bless. Yeah, let's uh, let's stay in touch. Talk soon. All right, see you.